for that. We'll go hot uh, on um, the internet in a little bit. Oh, I don't have that in there. <sighs> Jam. Okay, hang on. Mm -mm -mm. Images and videos. Desktop. Desktop. Okay, who's here? No one. Desktop. I'm going to try something. I'll be right back. All right. Open. How are you, Patrick? What's up? Well, not too bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of OT? Uh, a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not working today. Good. I mean, I don't mean good that you're not working. I mean good that you have some time off. Uh, yeah. Everything should be set. Cruise control radio. Mm -mm. Did you see that that Mercedes story? And it's a real story. It's not. <laughs> it's not a uh, uh, April Fool's joke. But they can get 186 miles of range in like 15 to 18 minutes. Um, the, the battery technology is improving ha at an incredible rate. It's. It's all about current flow. And my question is, how often could you do that? Well, uh, that's a very good question because without high current flow uh, is incredibly destructive. Yeah. Hmm. The lasers we used to build in the 70s were uh, 440 volt, 4,000 or rather, uh, 120 amps. Uh, we had current densities down the laser bore of 4,000 amps per square centimeter. Oh, God. And we told people, you know, you're, you're spending 50 grand for this laser and that the tube is going to last 1,000 hours. Because you're going to blast it with... Uh... Yeah, you're just eating it up. Yeah. Yep. Well, that is amazing, though, if you're on a trip. And the thing has uh, 
almost 500 miles of range. 478. I mean, that's amazing. It is. That's the same as uh, better than a, car, a lot of cars, right? It, yeah, actually. You, you can't you can only go that far in usually larger luxury cars. Yep. <clears throat> All right, we got audio everywhere. I'm seeing it. I'm just thinking about that line input for you because it works. It works for me. I will try it. Um, the other thing is make sure your 48 volt, your uh, phantom power switch is off. It's on the back of the unit. Yeah, I keep that off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good video, the 10 tips or, or whatever he said. It was interesting. These yeah. people know a lot. And it was well done. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a junky uh, video. Check one, two. Bringing me up a little bit. Check one, two. All right, Les, you okay. get, give me a level. Level, 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 level. I'm going to give you more. Keep going. Okay. Uh, keep keep a going. Let's see. <clears throat> Kia reveals its EV6 battery electric. How's that, Patrick? Is it good? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Patrick's not on uh, hang <clears throat> Hangouts. Uh, no, I am. Hello. Check one, two. All right, let's let's light it off. Here we go, guys. We're gonna go hot. Okay. And Patrick, if you can give it a check at some point. On Will Facebook. Do. Okay. Hello, everyone. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson, who will be coming on in a second. There he is. That would be me. Yeah, and we've got uh, plenty to talk about this uh, next uh, couple hours, don't we, Les? We do. And uh, happy summer, fall, winter, spring to you, Fred, whatever it is. <laughs> It was uh, 30 degrees here <laughs> the it other was, day. It was 30 here, too. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. Not, not that much different. But, uh, you know, Les, the reveals keep on coming. We're going to tell some uh, uh, interesting information about this EV6 that Kia revealed. They revealed it in uh, Seoul, Korea, which is really cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, very cool vehicle. Uh, and... Jeep and Cadillac are having a great year. It looks like people are buying Escalades by the fistful. That's right. And uh, it does make financial sense sometimes to buy a new vehicle instead of a used one. That's, that's pretty rare. Yeah, it's an interesting study by IC Cars. Certain models, it just makes better sense to buy it new because yeah. the used models are not that not that uh, m less money than compared to the new ones. So we'll talk about that. It's good information if you're out uh, looking for a vehicle. And then uh, Chevy stops taking orders on the 2021 C8 Corvette. I actually read an article. They called it uh, 
a troubled release. Hmm. Well, I guess I won't go to the dealer today. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, the good thing is, the good thing is, uh, if you um, wait, like if for 2021, uh, you didn't get wireless Android Auto and all that. Right. Uh, for right. 2020, I should say. For 2021, you did get it. But they always make improvements. So uh, 2022, uh, who knows what they'll have. But the problem is certain people That's ordered right. certain colors and they're no longer available. So what do you do then? That's an interesting thing. Uh, I wonder if, if uh, Chevy would uh, would accommodate for that. I don't know. It's uh, it's real interesting, though. And we'll we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll also talk tech. It looks like uh, hydrogen power is coming to some delivery vans in the uh, in the uh, European market. So we'll see yeah. see if we see them here. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we might? I think we will. I think we're going to be trying everything. Okay. Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, that's all coming up on cruise control. Plus, in the second hour, we're going to tell you about. Uh, Mercedes EQS, it will have 478 miles of electric range and can charge over 180 miles in just 15 minutes. But that is going to put a lot of stress on the battery, I would say, Les. Uh, I think it, its life is is going to suffer. Yeah. But we don't know. Um, over at Nissan, the 370Z, well, you can buy one. Anyone you want, because <laughs> hardly anybody is. Yeah, it's uh, hardly anyone is buying them. And I would ask you, would you buy one knowing that the either the 400Z or just the Z, we don't know what they're going to call it, uh, is coming pretty soon? Would you buy one? I mean, it's a perfectly good hmm. car in a sense that it's been built for a long time. They've improved it. They, they've updated it. But now it might be a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah, but if you really like them and you wanted one, uh, yeah, I would because I get a good deal. And it's it's proven. Yeah, that's true. It is proven. It is proven. And they were uh, I was at an event, one of the last events, I think, of the New York Auto Show. Remember those? Would have been we would have been Gee. going to the press days this yeah, week. Yeah, we used to, we used to go to those shows. We used to go uh, to those shows, and uh, yeah. l the last one, which was 2019, they were really pushing that heritage edition uh, vehicle uh, with the two red stripes, the 370Z, yeah. and and they had a big event for it. And I thought, well, you know, uh, that's uh, that's kind of long in the tooth, but uh, you know. They, they've kept some of their vehicles out there for a long time, Nissan. Uh, they just yeah. refreshed the front or just renewed the frontier. So that is, uh, that is a big thing uh, to, to have done finally. I mean, that was one of the vehicles that people loved. And uh, we loved them as automotive journalists. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, time for them to get it refreshed and get it renewed and get it to be on a new platform. So. Well, you know, uh, uh, that's that's why I would want to... 
This okay. is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hey, everybody out there in Radio Land, welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. As is true every single week, we are here. I'm Les Jackson. Fred Staub is about to say hello. Hello. Hello, Fred. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, Fred is at a loss for words, <laughs> but he's not at a loss for stories because we got a lot. We sure do, Les, and uh, we're going to start with Kia revealing what they call the EV6. It's a battery electric vehicle that uh, kind of gives us a glimpse into the future of Kia. It does, and Jeep and Cadillac are having a big year uh, so far in 2021, moving as much as they can build. <laughs> yeah, and... And if you're going to go out and look for a vehicle this weekend, we've got a an interesting study from the folks at IC Cars. We're going to talk about why, in certain cases, it's better to buy the new vehicle of a certain model than a used vehicle because the price differential is not that great. That's exactly right. Um, and if you're on your way to the Chevy dealer to buy a new uh, 2021 Corvette, yeah, you may as well stay home because <laughs> uh, they stopped taking orders. Yeah, they did. So uh, they they need time to build all the orders for the 2021. So it looks like it will be 2022. A lot of people are waiting. They wanted a specific color that uh, was uh, offered in the 2021 model year. They won't get it. They'll have to switch that up. But, hey, you know. You got to roll with the punches, right, Les Jackson? Yeah, usually they stop taking orders, most car companies, like in July. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not so with the uh, Corvette. But yeah. we're going to talk tech. Is hydrogen power coming to a delivery van near you? It was an interesting announcement this week uh, by uh, in the European market. So we'll tell you if that's coming to the U.S. My answer is probably, but not right away. How about you? I would say, yeah, year maybe a couple years. Yeah, all that and more when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We're going to get rolling. Don't forget to check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, CruiseControlRadio.com. Yes, when we come back, we are going to uh, take you over to Seoul, Korea, where this week Kia announced the EV6. It's their first dedicated battery electric vehicle. Kind of gives a glimpse of what's to come at Kia. They're really stepping out. I mean, you think about the origins of Kia, Les Jackson. It was uh, not uh, not as a technology leader, but uh, things have changed. No. It was, yeah, well, it's been 20 years. Yeah. So uh, we will be right back with Cruise Control Radio. Stay tuned. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back.
All right. Well, we're glad you're along with us uh, on YouTube and Facebook Live. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to talk when we come back to our radio show about this vehicle, Les Jackson, and that is the EV6. I'm going to need you to do some calculations here because uh, it's talking about 100 kilometers range in less than 4.5 minutes when it comes to charging. Okay, that's 60 miles. Okay, and less than 4.5 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it's going to uh, go to uh, 80% battery in just 18 minutes. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, it is. Uh, again, uh, this is happening with other companies. <clears throat> They're figuring out how to do this, hopefully, without hurting the battery. Yeah, well, that's the thing we have a little bit of a concern with because uh, it is really when you when you put that much heat into the battery that can be destructive, um, unless the they battery, manage it. Yeah. But if the battery's cooled, um, you'll be okay. Now remember, they're they have to compete with uh, Toyota, and typical battery life in Toyota's uh, electrics is eleven years. For the you're talking about for the for Prius the hybrids, yeah. Yeah, and these are going to be taking a lot more stress but because, of course, in a hybrid, uh, you do get the engine running at, from time to time and taking the load off the battery and that. So um, I think, uh, I think uh, the developments will continue, but the pace has picked up in my estimation. Well, but if you think about it, you know, your, your smartphone – uh, battery is being worked every day. Sure. Charged every night. Sure. Uh, lasts, what, three, four years? Yeah, maybe more. I mean, uh, I don't think people are going to really think about, oh, how am I treating my battery in an electric vehicle? They're just going to charge it up. Uh, sure. And, you know, they're just going to hope that uh, all the chargers are set, that they're not going to keep charging it, that, you know, they're going to charge it up however they feel comfortable. You know, they don't want to think mm -hmm. about it. I mean, it's, it's sort of like you wouldn't want to drive down the road and say, well, I just put gas in it. I don't know. I burned, I burned a half a tank. Maybe I should shut the engine off and let it cool down a little bit. People just use them, and that's how they're going to use battery electric vehicles. Sure. Well, and that's what you expect. All right. Well, we are coming back in, so here we go. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are glad you're along for the ride with us. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. And we're going to lead off with this story from Seoul, Korea, Les Jackson. It is a vehicle called the EV6. Comes from Kia. I'm not a big fan of this concept of uh, every electric car has to be letters and numbers. I know you're not either. No. Uh, well, it's it's confusing. Yeah, it is confusing, and I think I think there's just much more uh, value and artistic nature to a car that has a name. But that's all right. Well, let's uh, let's delve into it a little bit, shall we? Um, it is a 800 volt ultra fast charging battery. has a has one of these 10 to 80 percent charge. 
in just 18 minutes and 100 kilometers charge in less than 4.5 minutes. So 100 kilometers is what, uh, 60 miles? Six, 62 miles. That's pretty good in 4.5 minutes, isn't it? It is. It's very good. I would say 4.5 minutes equates to the time it takes to fill your gas tank. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's an hour's driving. Yeah. Uh, zero to 100 kilometers, or 62 miles, basically, right, in 3.5 seconds with a top speed of 260 kilometers per hour. What's 260? That would be 150. I love the fact that Les can, <laughs> can do this in his head. So I just <laughs> Well... So, I'm I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I what would you call it? It's sort of a low roof line crossover. Uh, we have some yeah, pictures up on our Facebook page to check out. I, by I the way. would to me, it looks like a hatchback crossover. Oh, did you say hatchback? Are we allowed to say hatchback? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, it is a uh, has a spacious interior, of course, high tech interior, um, and. They're looking to – this is the kind of the lead-off batter for Kia. This is the lead-off batter when it comes to BEVs, battery electric vehicles, a dedicated platform. Of course, they, they've had uh, the electric Soul and a couple of other cars, but this is strictly designed as an electric vehicle. It was nothing else. It started life as an electric vehicle. Uh, the long range, uh, it's going to have a uh, – choice of a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery uh, that's the long range one or the standard range 58 kilowatt high voltage battery packs it's going to be available with both uh, it will be available in two-wheel drive or all-wheel drive two-wheel drive uh, gets that 77.4 kilowatt hour battery and it can travel 316 miles on a single charge uh, in the combined WLTP cycle, which I'm not sure what country that's from. Is that from England? Uh, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but it, it could be technically a little bit lower when it comes to uh, the EPA. Yeah, and if you look at the front end, uh, it has what they call a tiger face. Yeah. the I like that. I like that term. It's kind of a continue on the modern version of the tiger face that we see in Kia vehicles. I know Peter Schreier yeah. uh, um, that uh, designed this and designed a lot of Audis uh, always talked about the tiger face. Um, you know, the thing I like about it is that it is a vehicle, while modern, it certainly, if it drove past you, you wouldn't say, oh, oh my, you know. It sort of looks like a Panamera in certain ways to me. Um, it has a crossover, a sporty crossover look, I guess I would call it. They'll come up with yeah. some activity yeah. name for it, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it's a little tough to quite describe the look of it. I, I like it much more than a, a typical SUV look. Yeah. Yet, and it it is more of a... Cross, I, I call it a low crossover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's going to be filled with a lot of technology. By the way, it can also tow 1,600 kilograms. Les, could you convert hmm. that to pounds? Wow. 1,600 kilograms is... Uh, I hear the computer going. Is 1,000... 
130 pounds. All right. So a small trailer. I'm, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> 30, 30, uh, 3,200 pounds. So that could tow a, a trailer with a electric motorcycle sure. on it or something. A small boat or a motorcycle. An additional battery with a plug. Um, it could tow a smart car. <laughs> that would be funny. To just... Why you would want to do that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, hey, we'll uh, have more about the EV6 from Kia coming up on Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Mr. Conversion there. He can do conversions in his head. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> All right. When we come back on Cruise Control, we're going to tell you about the big gear Jeep and Cadillac are having and why it makes sense to buy certain cars new rather than used. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. We'll be right back. I tell you what, we're going to have a lot to drive uh, and do our At The Wheel reviews. If you haven't checked it out, uh, our YouTube page has a At The Wheel review of uh, uh, that Les did on the Elantra. So you want to check that out. Go over to right. Cruise Control Video. Cruise Control Video. We're, we're thinking about changing the name of that. I don't know what to change it to, Les, because I didn't want to make it Cruise Control Radio because it's not radio. It's video on YouTube. What do you think? Uh, well, we want to leave Cruise Control in it. I think Cruise Control, though, is probably already taken. Just Cruise Control. Uh, how about uh, windshield video? <laughs> windshield video. At the wheel video? At the wheel video, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe th that might be it. Cruise control at the wheel. Maybe something like C that. Uh, CC at the wheel video. Yeah. We, we, might, uh, we might do that, so... Anyway, if you have an idea for that, just give us a comment either on Facebook Live or uh, our Facebook page, Cruise Control Radio Facebook page, or the Cruise Control Video uh, page, currently called Cruise Control Video. We'll see. We'll see what we <laughs> call it in the future. Uh, so, you're a fan of this Kia, uh, Kia vehicle? I like it. Uh, I haven't driven it. No, obviously. <laughs> no, it's just revealed in Seoul. But. I find it appealing. I find it appealing, too. I think it's the styling does not say, hey, I'm trying to make this big statement. It, it's still a car or a vehicle yeah. that is styled and, and looks good. And uh, I, I really think that, um, that it will do well for them. I think they're on the ball. And you know what? They're going to sell it with everything. And I bet in true Kia fashion, the big battery will not be that much of an upgrade on the price. Yep, that's right. So it will be loaded with everything. So uh, we're going to be coming back to uh, the radio portion of our show in just a little bit. Uh, so, Les, I believe you will bring us in, and we're going to talk <laughs> about Jeep, Ram, and Dodge selling a lot of cars. Five.
Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. I'm one of them. He's the other one. Who? And I'm not sure. I've, <laughs> what was your name, sir? Let me check my nameplate. Yes. Um, and we we just uh, were talking about the uh, new Kia uh, electric EV6, which has yet to hit the roads. But what is hitting the roads are Jeeps, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Dodges, a lot of them. Yep. And uh, they're making, and that's what they love to hear, they're making as many or selling as many as they can make. Yeah, tough year for the automakers, but not so much for Jeep, Ram, and Dodge when it comes to the first quarter sales for 2021. They are 25% better than those of the same period in 2020. Now, think about that. The 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 uh, pandemic was just getting started at this time. And so that actually, you know, normally you would say, well, of course, there was a pandemic last year. But it was really just starting to happen uh, in the first quarter. And uh, now they are exceeding those numbers by 25%. I know, I know a few people have bought new Jeeps and Dodges. And I guess they just, they just felt like they had to get out there and buy something new, right? Yeah, that's true, and um, a tremendous percentage of women are buying the Jeeps. Mm-hmm. And it is, the big seller, of course, is the Jeep Wrangler, uh, yep. Jeep Gladiator. Uh, Dodge muscle cars are improved by 29%, and the Durango sales increased by an astonishing 61%. That's interesting, because... Durango, well, I like Durango, but I always felt it was, um, yeah, there's the Durango, but, you know, it, there you go for the Grand Cherokee, you know. Yeah, but when you're at the Dodge dealer buying your Demon. <laughs> and you need a, a support vehicle. And for you it. need an SUV to carry <laughs> extra gas for it. <laughs> you just buy the Durango. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Best ever figures for Gladiator. Uh, they sold 18,822 vehicles in the co- first quarter. So that is huge. Ram- that surprises me tremendously. That thing is $55,000. Well, uh, I guess uh, people have uh, a lot of a lot of money to uh, spend on this stuff. Um, or they're really good <laughs> they're really good at financing stuff. So, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And uh, big news there, but also big news. Oh, <laughs> we talk about expensive things, Les. Uh, the Escalade is selling big. You want to talk about expensive. GM is enjoying remarkable success with that vehicle. Uh, and so much so that the company is working to reduce delivery times. Uh, and, you know, they just can't sell enough of them. You know, um, I, yeah, I mean, you see them everywhere. Uh, they're huge. They're around here in D.C. They're almost always driven by one person, and usually that's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess, well, they obviously have a big family and they all that, but uh, also there's just a tremendous sense of uh, of dominance over over the highway yeah that's a big vehicle it's a big vehicle that could be it uh believe it or not the least expensive 
Escalade starts at over $76,000. That's just wow. to get in, get in the door of one of these things. And uh, easily you can push that over $100,000 uh, if you start ticking the boxes, right? Sure. Yeah. So uh, it's good for the economy, though. I'm glad to see people buying things. Uh, well, I wish they'd just give us some of the money. You know, we <laughs> hopefully they we, have the money to buy it, and it's not. Uh, well, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people lease these things, but still, it's a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, sure is. It's a lot of chips there. Uh, well, we're going to tell you about a way you can save some money, or maybe make a better decision if you go into. Uh, your dealer anytime soon. It's a study that was done by iccars.com, and it says lightly used cars uh, sometimes may not be the best choice because maybe it's even less expensive or very close to the price to buy a new model of that, uh, of that uh, a particular car or truck. So they analyzed... Uh, asking prices for over 2.6 million new and used cars sold from August 2020 to March 2021. And they identified the top 15 cars that have the smallest price difference between new and one-year-old used versions of the same vehicle. So uh, let's let's look at some of these models. Uh, the Tesla Model 3... Uh, differs only by 2.1%, so a $923 difference. Uh, there would be no reason not to buy a new one, would there? Well, there are lots of reasons not to buy a used one. <laughs> uh, you're, you're... There's maybe a lot of reasons just not to buy one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you're risking a lot of quality control issues buying a new one. So, yeah, uh, I agree I, with. I, I, well, there's it new. Well, there, yeah, they're saying. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I think the later uh, in the model year or or model build of a Tesla is probably better because the early mm -hmm. cars we know, Elon Musk says. Uh, hey, those are the beta testers, you know, the ones that buy yeah, the... Yeah, they're, the, they're the ones that had scraps from picket fences holding... <laughs> and zip holding ties. some of the components in. <laughs> and zip ties. It's like an episode. zip ties. No, we're not exaggerating No, here. no, it, it, it's almost as if the guys from the show Roadkill showed up at the testing yeah. plant one yeah. day and said... You know how they do their zip tie moment? I mean, maybe that was Tesla's zip tie moment. I, I love that when it's, they do the zip tie moment. Here, here, you know. It just it just looks like Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> put them together. <laughs> exactly. Now here's a, a here's a different vehicle. Let's talk about this. The Toyota Tacoma pickup, certainly a solid offering, uh, is four point two percent less than buying it new. So that means there's a $1,557 difference. I would still go for the new one at that price. Oh, Wouldn't sure. You? So would I. Yeah. Uh, Kia Telluride, they say if you buy a new one, it will cost you $2,456 uh, 
more than a used one. The problem here is with the Telluride, it's in very short supply, so you may have to buy a used one if you want to find it. If you can even find a used one, that is a hot seller for Kia. And, I, you know, maybe you might consider a used one just because that's all you can get. Well, the other thing you have to consider, though, is how many miles are on it. Because when you buy something, you're buying something that's going to run for 200,000 miles. Right. And if it's got 50 on it already, uh, a quarter of its life is gone. So even though it's only 4% uh, less money, it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, well let's kind of cherry pick some of these. Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. Uh, if you uh, buy it new, you'll spend $2,808 more than buying one that is one year old. So far, I would still, I would say if it's under $5,000 probably, I would just buy. I'd agree. I would just I'd buy agree. the new one. Because you're buying, first of all, you can get what you want. You can get the color you want. You can get the uh, options right. you want. And new is new, isn't it? And if it's a used rental car. Oh, no. Although they say, I know people that have bought them, but. I know. There's, but, a, there's a lot of DNA in there. But two to 400 <laughs> people have driven that thing. Uh, not one of which has cared about potholes or anything else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, hey, as I say, too, there's a lot of extraneous DNA. <laughs> there's a lot of. Um, Yes. <laughs> Stuff. Human detritus. Uh, <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll tell you more about some cars. It's better to buy new than used. And a whole lot more on cruise control. Some of the. <laughs> oh. Do you remember? Do you remember when uh, on Top Gear they bought used cars and then they brought them to a lab to yes. determine what was in there? Yes, um, and there were some very disturbing things <laughs> in there. Which we won't say, <laughs> but but no. there there are things you probably wouldn't want in your car or to be if, in close proximity to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the and if they told me that my car had those rather disgusting things in it, uh, I would uh, I would have to get the pressure washer and a gallon of Clorox and <laughs> and de-louse the car, or, or just take all the seats out and get new seats and upholstery yeah. and, yeah. uh, and and everything else, yeah. You know, it's interesting. A neighbor of mine uh, had a new vehicle, and she brought home some Italian food that had sauce on it, and they sat it in the bag on the okay. seat, uh, and the the tin or whatever it was in leaked, and it went all through the upholstery. So it constantly smelled like some kind of sauce, right? Uh, mm-hmm. th- they went back to the dealer. The dealer said it's going to be $3,000 for a new seat. Ooh. Uh, they contacted their insurance company. Insurance, they said, we absolutely pay for that. They got the new seat through insurance. I didn't know insurance covered something like that. I didn't know that either. In five. All right. Here we go. You're coming in, Les Jackson. 
Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Fred and I were talking about uh, sometimes it's better to buy new than used. Yeah. Uh, I certainly agree. I think your your five thousand um, dollar go no go number is pretty good. Yeah. We this is based around uh, and I see cars top 15 cars to buy new over used they kind of looked at the price differential uh of cars that were one year old actually i think it's kind of hard to find cars for sale that are just one year old i mean basically you would be getting someone that either was hard you know they had to sell it because they didn't have money to pay for it, or maybe they just made like a really bad choice right for them well, yeah, um, and sometimes someone has leased it, mm-hmm. uh, and then they decided that they it doesn't fit well, and the dealership has given them a deal to mm-hmm. bring it in, lease something else. Yeah, well, in the case of the Jeep Gladiator, the difference between one year used and new is $3,373, once again under my five thousand dollar pain point right um that's right really when you look at this list from iccars.com the only vehicle that gets close to it is a toyota 4runner which uh you would pay four thousand nine hundred nine dollars more for new and then a chevy silverado 1500 you would pay five thousand and seventy two dollars more for that uh if you wanted it to be new so, uh, what do you think about that? You you agree with me that five thousand dollar number is a good one? I would agree. I would agree because they have a list of of uh, cars that that are much much better off by used uh, than new, and uh, things like the Hyundai Sonata, which is a great car. Mm-hmm. You save ten thousand dollars. Yeah, well, that saving ten thousand dollars is is really good, isn't it? I mean, it is. Uh, it's a mixed bag, you know. If you you buy a car with good, uh, you know, uh, good depreciation, uh, or that doesn't depreciate much, like a Jeep Wrangler or some vehicle, other vehicles like that, we could go through them. Uh, you're, it's going to benefit you, but it's not going to, you know. Once again, it's this scenario where if it didn't depreciate that much, then it's better just to buy a new one. Um, but certain vehicles, like I, I wonder right now how available the Kia Telluride is. If anyone's out looking for a Kia Telluride or has been shopping, just put a uh, put some notes on our uh, Facebook page and, and comments uh, on our YouTube page. Uh, yeah, cruise control. Uh, I would radio Facebook. I think you'll have a hard time finding one. Yeah, yeah, and it, that that's one of the amazing stories that the Kia Telluride became, you know, the hot vehicle. Uh, I guess, of 2020, right? Absolutely. You know what is amazing to me? Used, um, talk about a great deal. Infinities are are really have a tremendous uh, value loss in the first year. Really? So if you're looking for a luxurious car, nicely styled car, you can you can do well with that. What What's the typical depreciation like? Um Thirty point nine percent. Wow. <laughs> so Infinity, if you're looking for a luxury car uh, that has not 
been uh, mistreated. I mean, imagine what the depreciation is like on, let's say, a certified pre-owned three-year-old Infinity. Uh, you must be able that's to do pretty well. Yeah, that's right. I, I I think, and I like Infinities. I like the interiors. I like the the general feel of them. Uh-huh. They're Nissans. They're they're great cars. Yep, great bones. So. Well, there you have it. Now, completely different situation for uh, Chevy's Corvette. Um, Chevy has stopped taking orders for the 2021 Stingray. Uh, and this was an article, I believe it was in uh, on CarBuzz. They called it a troubled launch of the C8 Corvette, uh, citing um, the UAW strike, of course, the pandemic. Now they're... Now they're delayed because of uh, chip shortages and other parts shortages. Kind of, I guess. I guess it really is a tr- was a troubled launch, huh? But it is a big launch. Yeah. Um, but and really, a lot of this um, wasn't controllable. No. It's not like they made mistakes. No. No. Uh, it's just that uh, their supply chain did break down now now those are vendors that's not chevrolet no um i'd say that (laughs) they're in big trouble the vendors yeah well also to the strike the uh pandemic it just a number of things hit there but the thing is it's never bad to have people wanting more than you can make (laughs) so well true yeah true now Remember when they went from the um, the original launch vehicle to the uh, 2000 model year, what, uh, actually the uh, 2021 model year, I should say, uh, people got like a lot more stuff. They got wireless Android Auto yeah. and Apple CarPlay and a few other things. Um, the situation with the uh, 2022 model year is there's going to be some different colors, the 2022 Corvette won't be offered in Sebring orange, which was a very popular color. Uh, and uh, it won't be uh, available in Zeus bronze, which I remember seeing that color it was kind of a different color for a Corvette. But uh, I remember seeing one and it looked really nice. And shadow gray. Uh, you're going to be uh, offered hypersonic gray metallic caffeine brown and amplify orange tint coat options. Uh, so... You know, you may have to swap a color. If you had your heart set on a certain color, you may have to be a little bit flexible. Well, yeah. Uh, but again, uh, there, there, there's more than one color that will appeal to anyone. So, you know, um, would you not buy the car? No. I mean, I think... Uh, I think you. I think you're better off waiting. I just. I just always think you're going to get more stuff. I agree. Now, one thing people might see if they get pushed to 2023 20, is they're going to do away with all those switches up on the center console that kind of run down the center like a spine of the console. Uh, they want to do away with them. Uh, it has a, all of the switches for heated seats and all kinds of things like that, and they're in a row. And uh, it was a bit controversial, believe it or not. Some people find controversy in a lot of things. Well, but some people, like me, like a lot of switches. <laughs> and 
I don't I don't want to have to, you know, go move through my finger across a screen. And so there you have it. If you ordered a 2022 and were pushed to 2023, there's a, a chance that you would not you would be running your finger across the screen as opposed to yeah. pushing buttons. What else would you buy if you have to wait? I don't know. There's are there there are no used ones, are there? I, or if they are, they're being sold at a high high price. So yeah, I wouldn't want that. No, no. So well, we'll have to see how that all works out. But of course, uh, a lot of things conspiring against the C8 Corvette when uh, it comes to uh, production of that. Here's an interesting story. Um, Kind of sad in a way. Mitsubishi is auctioning off its entire UK heritage fleet. They have 14 vintage cars that they're selling. They're exiting the United Kingdom's uh, market in the fall of 2021. And the 14 classics need to go. They're going to put them out to bid for enthusiasts, including a 1974 Lancer 1400, which was the first Mitsubishi ever registered in the United Kingdom. Hmm. Uh, it was displayed at the 1974 edition of the British Motor Show. And uh, so that one is going to be for sale. There's a Lancer Evolution. I love the Evo, didn't you? The Evo was was great fun to drive. A tremendous torque steer. Yeah. It, but, boy, was it a hoot. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, though, it did suffer from the fact that it was built around an economy car and you were spending big money for the power and uh, some of the uh, the all-wheel drive system and that. But when you looked at the build of the car and the inside, it was like, well, this is an economy car, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, but yeah, and the WRX Subaru outsold it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitsubishi, let's see, also has... Um, a short wheelbase Shogun, which was sold as the Montero in the United States. They even have a Jeep, the J27, which was licensed from Willys uh, and was uh, given a full restoration in uh, the 2000s. So if you're in the U.K. and you're interested in Mitsubishi's, that heritage fleet is going to be going up for sale. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. When we come back, we're going to tell you about some hydrogen power and more. So keep it tuned. All right. Kind of sad, though, them selling their history off, isn't it? Well, it is. I'd sure like to have that 3000 GT. Yeah, that would be great. They also have a 7 tenths scale replica of the Model A, which is weird. I don't know how that got in there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why? What do you do with it? I don't know. You just hang it from the ceiling, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do with that? Let Tell us in a... Our, drop us a comment on our Facebook page, Cruise Control Radio Facebook page, or Cruise Control Video on YouTube. Just drop us a uh, comment in that, and uh, we will uh, we will see what would you do with that that scale model. I don't know. I, I don't know. Some of the things I <laughs> I just don't know, I don't know what you would do with them. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. 
Uh, Bugatti, Chiron's, as it, that is the correct pronunciation, Chiron. Oh, I, I thought it was Chiron. Well, Chiron was a company that, uh, also a Greek name, that that used to build uh, graphic systems for television. Right. And the, the, the letter display that... Yeah, lower thirds yeah. and stuff. Um, I love how on the grill of this Bugatti... They have 16 stenciled in there for the W16 uh, engine, and it didn't they have a race car that had 16 on the grill like that? The well, I don't know about on the grill, but the BRM of the 50s had a 16-cylinder. You ready for this? Yes. A 16-cylinder, 1.6 liter. How <laughs> small were the cylinders? 400 horsepower engine. And if and if it was allowed to rev to 12,000 RPM, it put out 700 horsepower. So, how small were those cylinders? If you got 16 of them. Yeah. Well. And were they the size of a? a a Red um, Bull can, you know, like I'd say, pr yeah, probably less than that, maybe a silver dollar. Wow, so. it's my favorite engine ever because <laughs> it was so incredibly complicated that it would only appeal to people like me. Mm. Well, um, well, you were talking, you were talking about how there's a lot of money around. Do you realize? Do you realize they built three hundred of these? Three hundred, and they're two million a piece. Two million a piece. Of course, you get over a thousand horsepower. So, well, gee. And uh, don't the tires cost seventeen thousand dollars? Seventeen thousand dollars a set. That was told to me by the manufacturer. Wow. And the tune-up is like an oil change or something. It's like eight thousand dollars, I believe. Oh yeah, it's. I never understood that because. It's got to be an oil filter and a drain draining oil. Well, it has ten radiators. <laughs> so, so ten radiators. Um, I believe it has four oil coolers and either four or eight uh, oil filters. Oh God. Okay. Well. You know, pretty complicated. Pretty complicated. I'll bring us in. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We are taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. We're glad you're here. Uh, covering a lot of bases uh, this, uh, this day on Cruise Control, uh, including this next story, Les. And I want to ask you about this because we've had the folks on uh, from Toyota with the Mirai uh, talking about fuel cells, hydrogen fuel cells. So you fuel up much like a car that you would take into a gas station, and then it converts, it makes it into electricity, and it's basically an electric car after that. Right. Uh, so Stellantis is launching three hydrogen electric commercial vans in Europe. Uh, in the 2021 model year. One of them has a great name. Well, two of them have a great name. One's called the Expert, 
And the other one is known as Jumpy. <laughs> Jumpy, I'm not too fond of. Jumpy, it would make a great uh, coffee delivery truck, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um, so these are commercial vans. They're going to be in select uh, markets in the uh, UK and uh, UK and European uh, worlds. And uh, they will consist of a fuel stack located under the hood, three hydrogen tanks in the cargo compartment, and a 10.5 kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack behind the driver's seat. They'll put out about 121 horsepower to the front wheels, and a 31-mile range on electricity alone, and about 250-mile range with a full charge and a full load of hydrogen. Uh, and the van will take approximately three minutes to refill its hydrogen tank. Well, I've actually done that uh, at a hydrogen station a few years ago. The um, the Honda Clarity uh, was here in D.C. and they had a hydrogen station uh, over in northeast D.C. And it, it was like a gas pump. Uh, you, you plugged it in with a special fitting and you turned it on and it shot liquid hydrogen into the tank took about three minutes yeah it's like a what they call a bayonet connector on it right like yeah like almost like what you fuel a jet with you know right you you stick it in and then you you move the handle 90 degrees and it locks itself down yeah so it won't blow out yeah uh prediction i mean with battery what we're going to talk about uh, next hour uh mercedes having a a battery-powered vehicle that has 478 miles of range, and you can recharge uh, quickly. Uh, you can get 186 miles in 15 minutes or something like that. Do you think when you have battery vehicles like that, and they'll get better, do you think that uh, we will see the continued development of hydrogen um, when you can just recharge quickly and it will probably only get better with batteries. What do you think? I think we will. And the reason we will is because uh, one of the, one of the plans for fuel cells is to have small, many, many thousands of them, small generating plants uh, located in, um, in, certain urban areas or some of these urban village type eras, areas. Uh, so be, because there'll be so many of these generating power, um, why not have um, more fuel cell vehicles on the road? Then you have infinite range. Well, let's also remember too, this hydrogen power would take the load off the electric grid because right. because right. there really isn't a plan to enhance the electric grid right now. Uh, well, there's a proposed infrastructure bill, but you know it's going to take a long time. Yeah, to... I would say any of those things, those projects. I mean, I remember watching a documentary, and they say government projects should take 50 years to do. It it can sure. Yeah. So. Well, the interstate system took. 20 years yeah i think uh this would take the load off the grid in the meantime yeah i agree 
So I that, agree. And there's hydrogen. There's plenty of it in the universe. And and I really think, too, people have to not get locked in to electric only. They have to think about. Yeah. Think yeah. about it, you know, in a different way that there are other options, other clean options out there that can be used. So. So there you have yeah, it. alcohol, you know, I mean, that that is uh, an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about Bugattis. <laughs> there, wow, from <laughs> from hydrogen electric uh, vehicles to Bugattis. Here's what we're talking about: the K-Ron. There have been 300 of these built in Molsheim, France, since 2016. Uh, this is the K-Ron per Sport Two, and uh, this is your bespoke hypercar. Isn't that amazing? Uh, <laughs> you you promised not to use that word. <laughs> bespoke, bespoke. <laughs> I actually saw somebody uh, on YouTube that had tires that said bespoke on them. You know, they glued the letters onto them. Give me their address. <laughs> uh, powered by an eight-liter W16, uh, putting out fifteen hundred horsepower, uh, and it has a red line of sixty-nine hundred uh, RPM, which is actually not crazy at all uh what do you think of this can you believe that they have sold 300 of them since 2016 there are an awful lot of very very wealthy people i have to say the design on the side the c design looks much better when the vehicle is all black it looks it looks better to me in black um it's it it has the little rounded grill in the front that uh, reminds me of the older Bugatti race cars, and I guess that C shape on the side is is kind of a uh, you know they're playing off that shape and just turning it on. Yeah, side. I I'm not fond of black cars. I'd rather see the car in just one color though, not two tone. Yeah, the two tone uh, never looked good on that, but don't like it. It's not really a problem, but. Let's do another jump to a completely different story. <laughs> has this ever happened to you, or has that ever happened to anyone before? Uh, an owner uh, of an old Buick Century went into an Albertson's grocery store in New Mexico. He came out, got in his car to drive off with his packages, and noticed that there were 15,000 bees creating a new hive in his car. Uh, he doesn't know why this happened, but uh, he quickly called the fire department. And luckily for the bees and for the guy that owned the Buick, uh, there was a guy named Jesse Johnson who is uh, a firefighter and a hobbyist beekeeper. He went to his house and got all his equipment and, uh, and basically got all these bees out of this guy's car uh, without killing the bees because uh, bees are having a tough time of it these days yeah and uh he was just lucky he was just lucky to have a firefighter that knew what to do and had the gear and said i'll go home and get my stuff right uh i know what happened here what happened buick used to have a color called honey gold <laughs> you think you, you think and that I think the I think the car was painted in that color. Well, it's interesting that they spray 
something uh, lemongrass smell that smells like the queen bee, and that mm. that's what attracted uh, these uh, bees away from the uh, Buick Century and into the the hive, I guess, the new hive. But there you go. There's a strange automotive story for you. Hey, that's that's right out there. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at Facebook and on YouTube and all over the place. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. All righty. Don't forget, folks, we've got another hour coming up. Uh, got a lot of great stuff coming up. We're going to tell you about Hyundai's new pickup truck, Les. Uh, that has been something in the making for a while. And then that Mercedes EQS, incredible range. Also, Nissan's 370 sales are plummeting. We'll tell you how many they're selling That's right. or not and selling. BW's ID4 is outselling the Mach E. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about CV2X and how it can keep uh, kids safer when they're getting off of uh, school buses. Uh, that's a technology I think that we're going to see a lot more of, and Audi is uh, working on that. And then another reveal, this time it is the Genesis X, uh, which is going to be a very <laughs> cool-looking car. That is one slick car. That That's going to be their halo car, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm going to have a uh, review uh, of the... Um, 250 Lexus 250H, which is their all-wheel drive, their small uh, crossover, uh, very stylish. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, very compact, easy to drive, uh, stylish on the inside, and uh, we'll give you some ideas about that in our ad. And I'm currently testing the uh, Lexus NX300H. Oh, cool. Will you have an at-the-wheel review next week on that? I will have an at-the-wheel review next week on that. All right. Well, also, don't forget to check out our at-the-wheel reviews and videos on our Cruise Control video page, uh, which is uh, available on YouTube. And if you're watching us live on YouTube, then you can check that out when you're done. Don't forget to subscribe because we love having subscribers. Also, we say hello to our Facebook Live audience. Uh, we are glad you were with us, and uh, we are going to be doing more and more Facebook Lives and YouTubes in the upcoming weeks. We're going to have some uh, great guests coming up, so keep it tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Uh, if you don't already know, we also do a radio show live <laughs> at the same time. That's what this is. That's what this is. So uh, it's a little bit of everything, and uh, we love uh, all of our listeners or viewers whatever way you watch us, and also our podcast uh, listeners uh, who uh, check us out, the audio version of the podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, all kinds of things like that, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, uh, Spotify, Pandora, all that, and more. So uh, plenty That's more right. coming up on Cruise Control Radio. Right, Les Jackson? We, uh, we've been on the air so long that we used to do – um, it wasn't a podcast. It was by telegraph. <laughs> it was Morse code. It, it was Morse code, it was which Morse code. we weren't really good at. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll get into that. A little uh, kind of, uh, I love to pull this side up, the 365 days of motoring lesson. They talk about some of the things that have been done um, or occurred in automotive history uh, on these days. And uh, this is an interesting one. 25 years ago, uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City uh, placed a Jaguar E-Type in its permanent exhibit. It was the third car to be honored by the curators, and they called the E-Type the epitome of Jaguar's exquisite feel for body design. I would agree, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, Enzo Ferrari called it the most beautiful beautiful vehicle he ever saw. Wow. That's, that's a, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a rave right there. Um so that, that was kind of cool. That happened on uh, Wednesday, the 3rd of April, 1996. And then a little bit stranger one. You know those little dots in the road? That, well, in England, they have them. They're a little bit, they're a little bit different. They're sort of like uh, a little bit of a bump in the center of the road with two reflectors. And those mm-hmm. were developed on April 1934, a British patent application for the first cat's eye road marker. Uh, it was invented by Percy Shaw, uh, and he called them improvements relating to blocks for road surface. And they call it a cat's eye. It kind of looks like a cat looking right at you. Uh, also, uh, these were modified uh, by a guy named Botts uh, in the U.S., and these are the kind of the the dot that's in the center of the road it's not necessarily in a metal uh uh container like they have them in uh in uh, the uk and they're called bots dots uh and caltrans a guy in caltrans uh came up with those and they are um glued down uh his name was elbert dysart bots a california (laughs) department of transportation engineer and those are those little uh, pieces of uh, uh, adhered, reflective uh, type, you know, product that's in the middle of the road. I find them pretty useful at night, don't you? Uh, yeah, me too. I they're they're really a, a great idea. Yeah. So you have the cat's eye in uh, Europe, uh, which looks like it's made out of a piece of cast iron with uh, two reflector and box dots. Uh, in the U.S. Uh, ours are a little bit easier to put in. You don't have to cement them in. But if you ever wonder what it, what they are, that's what they call. They're called box dots in, uh, in the uh, road. So if you're traveling down the road next time you see them, you'll think about that, right? Cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, who's going to come in this hour? You uh, are coming in this time. All right. I will be ready. We are going to go live on the radio version of the show, but we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control or watching Cruise Control on YouTube and Facebook Live. And we're going to try to start streaming to some other uh, outlets as well. So a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm coming in in about uh, 30 seconds. Our first story up is going to be the new Santa Cruz pickup truck i'll give you a little tease of it there it is much talked about so we'll we'll talk about that in just a couple of seconds in five
This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello, everyone. I'm Fred Staub, and he is none other than Les Jackson. Les Jackson is with us, as always, and we are going to take you on a ride around the automotive industry, starting with Hyundai teasing its new pickup truck, the Santa Cruz. Les, they have talked about this for a long time. Now it's finally happening, and actually the teaser photos photos are pretty clear. Uh, they are pretty clear, and over at Mercedes, they're doing away with electric range anxiety. They uh, soon be revealing the EQS. It'll have 478 miles of range and can fast charge over 180 miles in just 15 minutes. Wow. And from one of the newest vehicles that's not even out yet to one, well, it's been around for a long time and sales are going down. Nissan's 370Z. Sales are plummeting. Everyone's waiting for the new vehicle. We'll tell you how far they're plummeting. Maybe it's an opportunity to buy a classic. It could be, and uh, VW's ID4 is outselling the uh, Mustang Mach-E, but both of them are selling well. Yeah, we'll talk about both of them. We're going to talk tech, school bus safety. It's real important with people going back to school. It's about to get better to uh, because of a new technology called CV2X, and we'll tell you all about it. And Genesis uh, has revealed its... Uh, spectacular outdoing Aston Martin in, in appearance model X yeah I think that I think you're right that is going to be their Aston Martin vantage isn't it it is just beautiful we'll talk about that and I'll have an at the wheel review of the Lexus 250h great little hybrid from Lexus all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control radio don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and more. All there. Les, what do you think? Uh, you, you're loving this Genesis Model X. Uh, I agree with you. I think this is going to be their Aston Martin. It's uh, really, it's just voluptuous looking. It's, it's, it's just spectacular. Yeah, and it, it carries over the themes, all the themes of the Genesis uh, vehicles of the past. It even has uh, some recycled leather interior from scraps of leather. We'll talk about that. Uh, beautiful two-door, uh, great proportions in the vehicle. Uh, has the, uh, the slatted uh, headlights and taillights that we've seen on other vehicles. So really cool. Very, very cool. We'll talk about that. And a whole lot more when Cruise Control gets rolling. So stay tuned. Keep it buckled up. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back with Cruise Control. 
Cruise Control. We're back to Cruise Control. Welcome. It's your on-air automotive magazine. Lesson Fred here. And as promised, we're going to uh, introduce you to the uh, Subaru. <laughs> the Subaru. <laughs> See, the, you got uh, you. <laughs> they did get me. The Hyundai Santa Cruz that they've been teasing for a long time. It's a small pickup truck. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna they're re- finally showing some drawings. Yeah, the drawings are, are really don't leave a lot to the imagination. You can see sort of, uh, you know, you had you had a, a Hyundai that you reviewed last week on Cruise Control, the Elantra, and actually the review is up on our YouTube page, Cruise Control right. Video, YouTube page, Cruise Control Video. Um, it's got sort of that tri- triangular shape on the side. Um, it does look very reminiscent of a Subaru Brat. It is a small um, vehicle, a, uh, a small unitized uh, type construction. It is not body on frame. Uh, it's going to be revealed officially, digitally, no surprise there, on April 15th at 9 a.m., on uh, HyundaiUSA.com. We'll be talking about that. Um, but it is, uh, they're going to start playing in, in the world of, uh, I, I guess, where Honda, uh, Honda has been playing in the, uh, with their vehicles, the Ridgeline. Uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, it's a very short bed, really, isn't it? It is, but they call it a flexible bed. So there might be a midgate. I think it probably um, can extend a little bit with the tailgate. Probably go in a little bit toward the rear seat. Yep. Uh, it's it's interesting that they're calling it uh, a an entirely new ve- vehicle category. Uh, you're right. Multi-utility, secure, open beds, uh, diverse gear carrying flexibility. Man, does the same person write all this stuff? <laughs> uh. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it, yeah, I I think I think it'll be a big seller. Uh, you know, pickup trucks um, are different different now than they used to be. Uh, they're people prefer shorter beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it'll go. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's I don't know what you would describe they. They'll have some other name for it. Oh, they call it an SAV, Sport Adventure Vehicle. Hmm. We don't have much more information on this, but I I think the design looks great. Um, I just don't know how big the market will be for this. Can it support Ridgeline and this? Well, well, we'll have to see, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, they've... They've demographic me out of the uh, <laughs> running here. This, you know, sport adventure. <laughs> whereas not... I'm much more um, active couch potato. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk some tech here. Um, it this is the Mercedes EQS. The Mercedes EQS, another vehicle that's going to be revealed very soon, and uh, the. It's crazy the the numbers they're coming up here with uh, that it will have uh, a huge range 
uh, of more than 435 miles. Uh, it's going to be sold with a variety of battery options, including a 108-kilowatt pack that will provide the highest range. And according to Mercedes, up to 186 miles of range can be added in just 15 minutes using a high-speed charger. The other neat thing, Les, is it's going to be the slickest production vehicle ever built with a drag coefficient of 0 .20. Uh, Boy. The Toyota Prius right now holds the record with a coefficient of 0.24. That's going to come off as downright boxy when the EQS comes in, right? The uh, And don't ask me why I know this, but I just never forgot. The GM um, electric car of the mid-90s, the EV1. Right. Uh, that had a drag coefficient of 0.19. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, But remember, it looked almost like an airplane. I thought it looked nice. I really liked the EV1. I mean, it had old, yeah. old technology, but... Yeah, 26 lead-acid batteries. Wow. Imagine if they came up with something like that now with the modern battery technology. It would be great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is really exciting. Once again, this will also be revealed on April 15th. And uh, you talk about battery advancements. They're coming fast here. And we will keep you up to date at Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. And we are taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. Coming up, we will talk about Nissan's 370Z. Time for it to retire not selling well, but maybe you want one. We'll talk about that and more on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Well, those of you that are looking for a Nissan 370Z, <laughs> which admittedly isn't very many, <laughs> no, because they're not they haven't been selling well. It's a little long in the tooth. And actually, the GTR uh, it outsells them. Yeah. And it's it's that's the most advanced supercar you can get for the money. Yeah, it's it is long in the tooth. Uh, when did when did that come out? I'm going to say, boy, 2006, 2000, something like uh, that. I think about 2004. Wow. Wow. I'll check. So just just so you know, guess how many they have sold so far uh, in the first three months? Hmm. How many like of hundreds? <laughs> 28. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it represents a 95% drop compared to the same period last year. Gee. Um. So that tells me if you want one, you should be able to deal, 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 shouldn't you? You'd think. I mean, it is a car that's been around for a while. Uh, it has been updated. Um, but, gosh, the last time I drove one must have been 2010, I think. And uh, Yeah, it was introduced, by the way, in 2008. So Okay. Uh, that... Well, that's still 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they This article, which I believe was in Car Buzz, calls it the elderly performance car. 
<laughs> well, now. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. Um, of course, the Rogue is the big seller for um, for the folks over at Nissan, and, they, and they've just uh, refreshed that, and it looks great and does well for them. I, I would call it uh, the arthritic uh, performance sedan. Would you, uh, would you buy one if you could get it for a really good deal? Oh, yeah. If I wanted one and I could get a really good deal, I'd buy it. Yeah. I mean, as we say, it's a proven product, but it really is, it really is long in the tooth. Well, while we're on sales, let's talk a little bit about Volkswagen's ID4. And the Mustang Mach-E, uh, sales of those have been doing well, but appears the Volkswagen ID4 is outselling uh, the Mach-E. And uh, this is in the first quarter of 2021. Uh, why is that? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think Volkswagen has a, a wider um envelope of buyers mm -hmm. Mach e I think is going to appeal probably more toward men that's a guess okay the numbers aren't huge for any of them uh, VW in the first months of 2021 sold 474ID4s uh and then uh, they are on track to sell 5,688 units in a full calendar year, which still doesn't sound like much. Well, Ford sell, sold three Mustang Mach-E units in December 2020, followed by 238 units in January. In February, though, uh, they reached 3,739 units. So... Well, again, they're electric cars, so you know that market is is still growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that market. Um, is... And the E Golf still still was selling. Yeah, the E Golf. Uh, they sold twenty two of those so far in twenty twenty one. Interesting. That that was kind of a. Um, a compliance car, wasn't it? To yeah, you know, I wonder how much they would cost used. That's a good question. I, I have a friend that has one, and she loves it. She talks about it all the time. Uh, and she says she's going to keep it until the uh, ID buzz, the, the van, is available. Uh, but she's definitely going to buy one of those when it comes out. I really enjoyed driving it. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would be a great way to uh, dip your toes into the electric world. I don't know what the range yeah. is. Do you know what the range is on the? It's only about a hundred and eighty miles, I think. Yeah, not bad though, and in a proven platform too. So, so good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Um, let's talk a little tech, shall we? And this involves a. Uh, company called Bluebird. If you've ever <laughs> gone to school, you've probably ridden on a Bluebird bus. Uh, or a, 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 a um, one of the shuttle buses at airports. They're always Bluebirds. Yeah, or, or they used to make uh, great the Bluebird Wonder Lodge, which was a 
motorhome, uh. a very luxurious <laughs> motorhome. Um, I, I always thought that was a pretty good name, Wonder Lodge. But anyway, uh, they are the largest manufacturer of school buses in the U.S., and they are working with Audi to develop this CV2X technology, uh, which is going to be able to, uh, it's called cellular to everything, CV2X. Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't quite know how that comes out as CV2X, but it is really the real name is cellular vehicle to everything. Uh, and it is aimed at reducing the hazards of kids getting off school and running out and uh, or people not stopping their vehicles when the uh, when the lights are on school bus lights are on uh, and they're going to try to prevent accidents during this student pickup and drop off when students are more at risk so uh, the idea is it it to me it seems sort of like a localized version of how you get speed information and stop sign information on your car yep. right now. Yep. Uh, this is going to be a, a localized version of it. And it, what will happen is it will warn drivers that, hey, there's a school bus up ahead and they're going to be making a stop and that you will be prepared to stop. It will come up on your screen. I think it's a yeah. great idea, don't you? I think it's terrific. Uh, there, there fortunately aren't a huge number of school bus crashes every year, but there are some. Yeah. With injuries, usually not many deaths, just injuries. Uh, what are the numbers for uh, people going around uh, school bus lights? That's a crisis. Do you rem um, remember Everywhere that? in the country, and I, just here locally in D.C., the counties um, are pretty average all around here. Uh, the counties in Maryland and Virginia are saying they're about 1,500 tickets a month. Wow. For, for each county, uh, for people going around school buses. Wow. And it's a big ticket, isn't that? That's a probably a oh, thousand, oh, thousand boy. plus ticket, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you remember that viral video? Uh, the school bus every day. Uh, they would stop to pull up to pick up a kid. They put the lights on, put the sign out, and then somebody would come down the street and drive up on the sidewalk in their car <laughs> to avoid it and go right down the block. So this kept happening. So the school bus driver put some GoPros in the um, in the bus and uh, got footage of this. And the police said, that's very interesting. They're like, they do this every day. And they're like, yeah, it, do it every day, seven days a week. They said, okay. So here's the video once again. It, it's like it's all set up. You know, the bus comes in, the lights go on, the stop sign comes out. Here comes this uh, lady around the corner. She jumps the curb, drives up on the sidewalk. And in the best moment, as she's about to come off the curb at the end of the block, a police car pulls out and a cop pulls out. Stop. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, I mean, and what, there's no way to uh, say, you just can't say anything other than, okay, here's my license and registration. <laughs> um, I suspect the the woman was pretty full of herself. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was, a lot, her wallet was a lot less full. After yeah, that. probably argued with yeah. the police. Well, we're going to have more cruise control coming up, so stay tuned. The Genesis X on cruise control when we come back. Thank you.
And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Alessa, what's that update? If you drive on the sidewalk... In here, here in the suburbs around D.C., it's six points on your driver's license uh, and $500. Wow. Six and points. don't how, do it a second time. How many points can you get on your license before they just say maybe uh, you shouldn't drive? 12. At 12, they take your license away. So you're halfway there. If you if you drive on the sidewalk, yeah, you're halfway there. Yeah, so this person we were talking about, we don't know what their where they were or whatever, but if they got six points for that, and I'm sure you get some points for um, you uh, oh, for for passing a school bus, um, it, it, that I think I think around here you you actually automatically lose your license for thirty or sixty days, and it's huge fine. Yeah, so that's certainly this person probably lost their license, but I'll I'll never yeah. forget the cop car just pulling pulling right out and blocking the road. It's like, uh oh, <laughs> nothing you can do. It's like, yeah, well, hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. We are going to talk about uh, a very cool vehicle from the folks at uh, Genesis, and they have a made a two seater. A, well, it's not actually a two-seater. It's actually a, a four-seater. It's a concept car. Uh, it was revealed this week, and uh, it it was a world premiere, once again, uh, on a private rooftop in Los Angeles. Les, did you get your invite? Uh, I, it must have been lost in the mail. Okay. Well, um, while people are out there uh, living it up with the beautiful people, we'll tell you about this concept. It is the ultimate vision of athletic elegance. Okay. Here comes the uh, PR speaker. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it is uh, the a very low and broad silhouette in the front, and it has the Crest Grille, which, of course, is a, um, a marker for the Genesis brand. It has the um, lights that come around the side of the vehicle that kind of wrap around headlights. Um and it is a uh, Genesis has maximized the concept car's sporty sensibility by incorporating two later, two layered turbine type alloy wheels with five spokes. It is a beautiful vehicle. You can check out some of these things on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. Um, but this is a beautiful vehicle. Would you say this will probably be an electric vehicle? I would say eventually it will be. Um, is it electric? I don't know. We don't really know. It's a concept. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I, I just want it. Yeah. It, it's also it's just, it's voluptuous. It's um, provocative. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it, just, and it's elegant. Yeah, it, it certainly is elegant. It really is. And uh, I, I can't wait to drive this. It has a single-panel-based clamshell hood, and you know this is PR speak. It's resulting in one clean, sensual, and uninterrupted surface. PR speak, Les Jackson. That's PR speak. You're right. Yeah, so it, it's there. Uh, but exciting car. No word on when this is going to be showing up, but it is certainly slick and is going to 
as we said before, everything that Genesis has done in the recent days. This has this looks like uh, a custom car that Dave Kindig and his crew would have built for somebody rich and charged, you know, $400,000. And they would have built it from a Camaro or something and took the whole yeah. body apart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Genesis X concept interior also shows off sustainability, the use of upcycled leather materials uh, that were used, made out of pieces of leftover leather from previous manufacturing processes were used for uh, bits of the uh, safety belts, parts of the steering wheel, and an airbag cover. And that highlights its eco-friendliness. So no word on when that's going to show up or what price. I know, Les Jackson, you put in an order already, didn't you? Yeah, I'm going to get a maroon one. Maroon with, with a, a tan with interior? With a biscuit, biscuit-colored interior. Sounds good. Sounds nice. Sounds like a, a nice one. They have the, they show the concept in that green. It's like a that's oh. a car that would make anybody look cool. Even us. Even us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. That is uh, that is a big task at hand, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> for 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 both of us. But um, let's talk a little bit about the Bondurant Driving School. Les, uh, there is a name. Of course, Bob Bondurant ran it for many years. It went bankrupt, and it closed its doors in 2018, but now it's being rebranded, and uh, it's going to be owned by some interesting folks. They're going to call it Radford Racing, which uh, is, uh, is a name that is famous for a coach builder out of London in the 1940s. Harold Radford was the first was first a Rolls-Royce and a Bentley dealer before he began making special bodies for Bentleys with bigger trunks, fold-down seats that became a bed, tables with mirrors, and more. And in the 60s, he started making special minis. I wonder if they had beds and tables with mirrors too. <laughs> yeah. That would be a that would be a quite an accomplishment, don't you think? I would think so, yes. Yeah. I find it interesting that um the new team um, includes uh, Ant Anstead, who was, uh, I really like watching him on Wheeler Dealers. Yeah, me too. He's leaving Wheeler Dealers to get some yep. of his own shows. He's launching a couple of shows, but very talented mechanic and a great uh, TV presenter, as they would very, say. Very, very engaging guy. Jensen Button, Formula One driver, champion. Mm -hmm. And um, and car designer Mark Stubbs. I'm not sure what he's de designed. Uh, he's it's familiar. I, I'll think of it eventually. And then there's a, a business part, partner, Roger Belly. Uh, they want to revive the Radford brand as a modern lifestyle brand that celebrates auto design, performance, high-performance driving, and racing. The Radford School will be the home, continue to be the home of Dodge and SRT, who are the primary sponsors, uh, while other high-performance vehicles, including the Challenger SRT, Hellcat, Charger SRT, Hellcat, Durango SRT, are some of the options available. The school also features uh, purpose-built uh, Liger JS F4 open-wheel vehicles, vintage, <laughs> 
It actually says this, vintage and dangerous <laughs> Dodge Vipers, <laughs> go-karts, and more. They've resurfaced the track. It's the first time it's been resurfaced in 30 years. Enhancements to the event center, visitor center, student lounge, and elsewhere. And it has also diversified its offerings with new classes on open-wheel race cars and drag racing. Hmm. Wow. Now, I don't think the Radford name uh, resonates here. I didn't. I, I want to look it up because it's interesting cars with beds and uh, tables with mirrors. But uh, certainly an interesting crew of owners, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, indeed. And by the way, Stubbs um, designed for Aston Martin, Bugatti, oh, Bentley. So he's a player. He's he's a serious player. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Wow. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, jumping over to something completely different, we told you a little bit about this vehicle. Um, and this is Subaru. They they released this. It's called the Outback Wilderness, for new for 2022. It is the most rugged and capable Outback in the history of Subaru. It's got a 9.5-inch ground clearance, upgraded suspension, all-terrain tires, advanced X mode for increased capability, unique exterior and interior. Uh you look at this very tough-looking vehicle. Uh, I want to give you some of the differences here on the uh, height of it. Uh, the standard uh, Outback base is 66.1 inches high. This is 66.9 inches high. The approach angle on the standard out, Outback base is 18.6. It's 20 on this wilderness. The departure angle is 21.7. On the Outback base, 23.6 on the Wilderness. Uh, very cool-looking vehicle. Uh, interesting uh, that they're even toughening it up more. I will tell you, I've driven Outbacks uh, in the mud, the standard ones, and they. Had, I was surprised at the ability they could handle. I've driven them at IMPA events uh, in on the oh, mud, yeah. muddy, muddy course. <clears throat> they're terrific in the snow. Yeah. So uh, yeah. just... Uh, Enhancing that even more is exciting. Hey, when we come back, we've got an at-the-wheel review of the Lexus 250H, so stay tuned to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Check us out at uh, cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We will be right back, so keep it buckled up. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We're glad you're along for the ride with us. Appreciate it. We've been covering a lot of automotive uh, topics this hour. New reveals, new vehicles, and more. And now it's time for an at-the-wheel review. We're going to be reviewing this vehicle, the 2021 UX250H Luxury from the folks over at Lexus. Uh, kind of a neat, smaller crossover uh, that uh, you don't normally see these days. Normally, it is a gigantic vehicle. Uh, I found this one really easy to drive, really easy to use. I mean, when you don't have all that bulk, 
you can uh, really get in and around. It, it was very sprightly, Les Jackson. I would say I would say it was a sprightly vehicle. Uh, the one I had uh, was uh, in white, uh, which I'm not a fan of white, but I tell you, it worked well with this vehicle. Uh, it's called Imminent White Pearl. It's powered by a two-liter four-cylinder hybrid engine, 181 total horsepower. Power flows through a continuously variable transmission. Uh, I found it to be quite sporty. I really did. I thought it, it they, they call it, even in their press release, they call it the crossover for the urban dweller. And I think that's a good way of putting it because I used it in a, in a well, a suburban type uh, situation, but I ran a lot of errands in it and I uh, did a lot of, uh, you know, shopping with it. And I found it to be easy to drive, easy to use. Uh, just certainly uh, a great vehicle to spend time in. I also found that the seating position, I, I found a great visibility, even though the side windows are a little small. Uh, <laughs> on, the on the inside, good room on the inside. It had a two-tone interior uh, with white leather and black accents, which was uh, really, really high-end. felt high-end. That's what I would say. It was a high-end feeling vehicle. Uh I like the fact that it had all-wheel drive. You can get the 200. This is the 250. You can get the UX 200, which is just front-wheel drive. Uh, new for 2021, there's a new rear cargo adjustable double-decker board. Uh, and sometimes we don't get those boards, and they don't put them in the vehicles, I think, because they figure somebody will walk away with it or whatever. Uh, they changed some colors. There's a blind spot monitor now with rear cross-traffic alert is now standard. So uh, kind of a little little tweaks to this model year. Uh, but uh, I, I like the way it drove. I really did. Um, now, what didn't I like? Well, on the inside, there are some weird controls. And this is not really just a problem uh, with the UX250H. It's a problem with a lot of Lex Lexi because they still have that touch screen, that, that, that uh, finger screen that's sort of like what you have on a laptop. And that, to me, is kind of outdated. They've really stuck with that a long time. And uh, I think they probably should have moved away from that. And also, there's a weird control right on the console that almost looks to me uh, like it is uh, heritage, a heritage follow-on from a Sony Walkman. It looks like someone glued a Sony Walkman to the console. And that, is, that has rotary controls for your... Uh, radio and uh, I believe uh, changing uh, stations and things like that. While it's functional, it just looks it looks like someone glued a <laughs> a Walkman to the uh, to the uh, console and they put it in there. Um, but overall, I like the shape of the vehicle. I like the design of the vehicle, and it gives you that all-wheel drive capability and great storage. Uh, without a big, bulky vehicle. And you and I maybe were the last two around here that we just don't need that big, bulky vehicle, that big, square crossover, but we like the all-wheel drive of the smaller crossovers. It's, right, it, right. It is uh, certainly like a little hatchback that's been made into a crossover. And uh, 
I, I found it quite useful. Let's let's delve into the numbers here on this, though. Um, you get a lot of standard safety things like 10 airbags. Uh, you get uh, anti-lock brakes, of course, brake force distribution. Uh, you get high beam headlights, road sign assist, Lexus Inform Safety Connect, a three-year trial for that. Then on the inside, you got some great multimedia, 10.3-inch color display, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto compatibility, which is a big deal for uh, Lexus. Um, Six-speaker Lexus premium sound, voice command, Siri eyes-free, Google Assistant. On the exterior, have buy LED headlamps. you got to get them if you want to get good ratings uh, and for crash ratings and IIHS ratings. Um on the inside, we had auto dual zone climate control. I'm one of the few that uses that. I don't know. Do you use that? Uh, my wife and I use that a lot because I'm always want it cooler and my wife wants it warmer. Some people yeah. say they We're, don't use that. I do. I, I use it most of the time. Yeah. And uh, there is uh, a tonneau cover, a first aid kit. Uh, Lexus includes the first aid kits. I don't know why, but that's fine. Moonroof navigation system, rain sensing wipers, uh, heated and ventilated front seats, uh, power back door with kick sensor so you can put your foot under it. Uh, and then uh, there's other goodies like a wireless uh, charger for your phone, windshield de-icer, head-up display. Uh, so these are these are optional. Wireless charger, 75 bucks, worth it, I think. <coughs> windshield de-icer, 100 Head-up display, 500 triple beam LED headlights with auto leveling, $1,600. Intuitive parking assist, premium paint. We've been seeing that a lot on vehicles. Oh, yeah. Heated steering wheel, best $150 uh, you can spend on a vehicle. Uh, subtotal, 43275 uh, and the delivery was 1000 and $25, which is pretty common these days, for a total price of $44,300. Uh, we are talking, by the way, about the Lexus UX250H Luxury. Overall score, five stars, frontal crash, four for driver and passenger side, uh, five for front seat, rear seat, rollover, four stars. So does well. Uh, and then this is a hybrid. Uh, you look at the mileage numbers, City 41, Highway 38. Not bad numbers. That's more no, the type of num number you would get on a, uh, let's say, a Toyota Corolla or something like that, I guess, right? Yeah, and that's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. It has all-wheel drive. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a, a great vehicle. Uh, matter of fact, my neighbor has the exact same vehicle. <laughs> and so it was kind of funny when when that showed up. Uh, they're like, "That's my car," uh, but uh, she happens to like it too. So we'll we'll factor her or her uh, knowledge and her experience into that. Uh, good vehicle, though. If you're looking for all the attributes of a larger crossover in a smaller package, the UX 250H might be yours. And it it's got a a, a great hybrid system that drives really well. Uh, I believe the 250H has a little bit more power than the 200. I would opt for the all-wheel drive anyway. Um, I'm just a big fan of getting all-wheel drive on any vehicle where you might encounter snow or or anything like that. I mean, 
some of our listeners that are down in Texas and Florida and that really don't need it, but up here, up north, yeah. we, we like it, don't we? So uh, there you have it. And at the wheel review of the UX250H by Lexus, we'll have more at the wheel reviews coming up. Les and I have talked about some of the vehicles we'll be getting into. Hey, don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road.